This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good-aligned Kalishtar war priest. I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for 75 years. I'm Dave. My name is Sabreanaya Estalia. You can call me Spray. I'm an agent of the Eladrin High Council. And I'm Tinzian. Shall we start this over again? <laughs> Beauty's of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. I'm Tinzian. And this is Death to Fort Dishonor. Today is Friday, February 8th, and this is episode 96 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. So last week, or five seconds ago, if you're in the chat, a bunch of uh, interesting role-playing things happened, so I'm going to let Tinsian catch us up on where we are currently. So Dungeon Master, you are a go. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the episode. The party had a lot of interesting re- revelations that uh, you should go back and listen to the previous episode to find out. But Sabre was uh, subjugated to not an in- exactly an interrogation, but uh, perhaps an, in- an accounting of her purpose within the party and finding out a little bit more about uh, Thorne's purposes indirectly. I think the party overall is still unaware of his addiction to uh, artifacts and so forth. But uh, several lines of questioning may eventually be drawn together. And I've been informed by Xanatari that uh, upon... This is for the benefit of those in the um, live stream right now that when Thorne placed a pendant using some very deft uh, thievery to put it into Sanitari's uh, hip pouch, um, I'm told that there's a video to go with this, so if you will take a moment and turn your attention to the video. Of course. Well, since Thorne is uh, demonstrating his romantical skills, I thought we would show a little thing about Thorne, <laughs> so hang on. There was something about him, something that set him apart from the others. He was different somehow. I was afraid, then seduced, then intrigued, then in the car. I never had a chance. There you go. A little fun bit. Carry on. I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> uh, you'll have to see it later. She'll uh, give me the link and I'll make sure it's in the uh, feed. Probably is a, uh, another tidbit. Mm. And <laughs> it is well worth paying attention because I believe mm-hmm. it captures the essence of Thorn for so, mm. so many so ways. So literally. Wow. Um, yeah, for those uh, listening to this as a podcast afterwards, go grab the video. That's <laughs> wow. Um, the 
evening from the last episode uh, ended when Xanatari was experimenting with the ring and wanted to find out if the barrier was due to the ring or perhaps a new power she had acquired from her deity. She took the ring off and there was uh, the dissolution of the barrier down the passageway that Thorne had been uh, running a guard shift on. And bear in mind that this episode continues to take place uh, between the time of, uh, I believe it's previous two episodes. There was a couple actions that people wanted to uh, do during the rest period that uh, um, they needed, that I had to kind of swing back around to get. So what will happen tonight is not retcon the stuff that's happened in the past. It's all kind of convoluted. It'll make sense going forward from here. Uh, we should be picking up with, I believe, where episode 93 left off, but that will be um, next week. The party hears the sound of something scraping against stone down the passageway that no longer has the barrier. <sighs> Timing is horrible. Oh, and uh, Fluffy this still does not have collar. Okay. Xanatar okay. um, is paying attention to where the barrier just disappeared since she's looking for it. And at this point, I would hear now that the barrier's gone, there is noise and leap to my feet, uh, gathering my items and and going like, look. Okay. Um, anybody have any questions regarding timing or... Wow, this noise just came out of nowhere. Um, so, about what time, like with with all the actions that happened last episode, where where do when does the noise? Is it sort of like during the middle of of me talking to Sabray? Um, I mean, Cesar is still tinkering. When did it happen? Was it after I pickpocketed or reverse pickpocketed Zanatari? <laughs> This happens after Xanatar removes the ring from her finger. So everything else has transpired. You've had your conversation. You've deposited the locket in the the back hip pouch um, and so forth. But the the barrier drops. And again, you were able to hear stuff coming in from outside with the barrier up. But there is now this sound of something, the sound of something scraping against stone. So, barrier drops, six count, sound. <clears throat> Do we all hear it? Is it loud enough for us all to hear? I just jumped up and yelled at you. Yes, every, everybody, everybody hears it, but Xanatari, because she's very focused on what's going on, um, would hear it first. Um, I'll roll a perception check to see which direction it's coming from. Okay. Um, 18. It is coming from the passageway that uh, you are guarding on your shift. Um, I guess I would move over to the passageway and, and, and peer down into the dark with my low light vision. Okay. There's something down the passageway. 
and it seems to be moving in and out of the rock. As if coming out of the rock, looking around, and then going back into the rock. And it's, it's, it's a very large shape that seems to um, sometimes fill the tunnel, and other times you kind of lose track of it. I'm going to, uh, I guess, use an attack, but this will probably make it easier for everyone else to see. Um, I'm going to use Flickering Arrow, which is uh, basically the, the arrow uh, flashes and, and turns into uh, primal motes of light, which illuminate the target. So I'm going to try my best to, to track it and, and hit it with the Flickering Arrow. Okay, are you trying to actually damage this thing or just illuminate? Just illuminate. I need to. I need to get it near the near the creature in order to to illuminate it and, and reveal it. So right, I'm, I'm basically tracking it and, and trying to get it as close to to where the creature will be next, as opposed to um, where it was. So I roll a. Uh, what is it? Uh, Twenty six seven versus AC. Yes. So you, you definitely get it down there. Okay, um, and given that it's not hitting the creature, there will be no damage. But uh, this means that the target cannot benefit from cover, concealment, or total concealment um, until okay. next combat turn. So, I mean, it's lit up until, I guess, we take combat. Okay. Um, I see where you're coming from, and there's going to be a little bit of modification to some of the wording within that, and, and, and hopefully you'll understand in a moment, but um, you get the, for in all points and terms, the flare down there, and you see what appears to be this series of boulders that are meshed together and look like a large uh, earthen head. There are two large, either jewels or reflective obsidian. There's there's something there that makes it look like there's eyes, kind of like a rocky mouth. But it appears that it is swimming, kind of um, coming up, looking down the passageway, and then going back down into the earth. And... The head itself seems to be um, enough that when it comes fully out, to almost block the passageway. And it, it, it does respond to the sound of the arrow hitting it, hitting um, near it. And the head kind of turns and looks momentarily at the spot. But there's not a, a subsequent charge or anything. It just kind of goes to where that sound was and goes into sort of the rock wall. So it, it, it doesn't have very good vision per se it, it, it can hear? Is that what it, you're saying? It, like it, it doesn't have the intelligence to track back where the arrow came from or where the sound would have originated from? You can't really tell. It just seemed to be interested in momentarily in the arrow. You get the feeling that it's kind of looking around... It may have seen you all, but it's not reacting to you in terms of 
light sees you tracked it back and is now attacking. Okay, so it's there's, it's not quite aggressive. It's there's almost kind of a curious vibe to it in terms of it just re- reacted to a stimuli, but it didn't really seem to care all that much. Okay. Um, not too sure how to combat this, so I would probably um, back up somewhat from the entrance of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want me to tame this, don't you? I totally think we should ride this. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Obviously out of character info. What will you give me if I attempt to tame it? Naming rights. Um... What will I give you if you attempt to tame it? Do I have to, like, lure you into taming it? You've tamed every creature we've come across the entire time we've been here. Do I have to pay you to to act upon your nature? This thing is a... Presumably, the head takes up the size of the cavern. Um, Massive rock worm. Mm Mm-hmm. Spider is a living thing. I can deal with that. Giant rock worm? Mmm... Okay, maybe too big. Maybe we should just hide in our cavern and wait for it to pass by. All right, well, Tinsian... Now that's, now that's a challenge. Now I'm going to have to do it. <sighs> Tinsian, sorry. Carry on. It, does, it doesn't seem like a, a, a rock a, a worm. It seems more like a large potential humanoid. Uh, oh. Do we hear the twang of his bow? Uh, yes, and you also would have heard Xanatari's alarm, and you would have heard the sound of the scraping yourself. Alright, Sabre will stand up, kind of cursing under her breath, and grab her sword. She doesn't have enough time to put her armor on. And kind of head to where Thorn is and see what's going on. Okay. Uh, again, you see this sort of large, rocky head... Um, the boulders are either kind of melding into the face and sort of changing the structure of the face, or they sort of run together, or they're very distinct, but there seems to be some sort of mouth, there seems to be some sort of gem-type or variable rock-color eyes. It, it, it kind of changes around every time it comes back up okay. um, into the passageway. Uh, again, it is... It hasn't charged the party. Um, I'd like to make a wisdom check to see if I recognize this kind of creature or I've heard of this kind of thing before. (laughs) Okay, well, that's a natural 20. Um, You have heard tale of some extremely rare almost alien beings um, that are one with, or some say actually, the the purest form of the elements. And from what you can tell, this one would seem to be some manner of earth elemental. Your teaching and, and lore is somewhat hazy as to whether this is a small version of an earth elemental or one of the greater earth elementals but uh, apparently people have attempted to communicate with them in the past and either been completely ignored and 
like viewed as being not um, something in their plane of conscience or attacked or you know kind of variable things. There's not really kind of a clear choose your own adventure path on this one. She'll look at Thorn and kind of see if he she can get his attention and motion back into the cave and kind of back up against the wall. Okay. Uh, Cesar, good evening. Hello. Um, Cesar actually looks up, hears this approaching sound, and sort of gets a gleeful grin on his face and gathers up all of his um, creations and starts stowing them in various pouches and pockets and things like that, trying to, to get ready. Um, and he, uh, he stands up, up, sees he missed one, picks it up, um, hooks it in a, a final opening, um, and, uh, and pulls out his crossbow and, uh, starts working his way down towards where, uh, you know, at the farther, you know, not further than anybody else has gone, but as sort of back in the back of the group to, to prepare for whatever's coming and peering down to see what he can see. Okay. Um, if I roll a 15 versus your wisdom. I believe that misses one moment. Where are you, wisdom? You, you mean versus will? Yes. Yeah, that misses. Okay. Um, it's a bit of a shock, I, I, I think, because uh, your former mistress, slave mistress, uh, I believe employed golems of some manner. Okay. Yeah. Within the within the slave area, uh, sure. this one on a quick the first glance might look like a golem, but mm-hmm. not enough to either spark a full-on return memory of the pits or that. But it's it's something that is golem-ish. Okay, so I don't have a setback of PTSD, but it kind of looks vaguely familiar. Yeah, it's the, oh, oh yeah, you've kind of seen earthy things move around. Um, okay. This is not a mechanical creation like uh, Razor or one of your own doodads. Mm-hmm. Okay. The... Anybody, uh, uh, Sabre, do mm-hmm. you want to share with the party what this may be, or... Um, she's just trying not to make a whole lot of noise and not bring any attention onto herself. Mm-hmm. Um, if she can get back to where she can communicate somewhat quietly, she will. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. That's up to you. Uh, I mean, I guess, can I get back to where I can talk and not be sounding like an avalanche? Sure. Okay. She'll just... As she comes back, she'll say, this looks to be an earth elemental, and I'm not certain, but I am maybe confident that if we just stay out of its way and leave it alone, maybe we'll not incur any kind of action against it. Okay. Having raised the alarm um, earlier and uh, probably following Thorn out and seeing him shoot this arrow, I would have already backed up into the cavern. Um, this looks huge, and it looks like it's going to take up the entire space of the hall. And uh, 
you know, I would probably be there hearing Sipper say that already back in the cavern. Okay. Thorn? Hi. Uh, no. No. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I'm going to... How fast is it moving? I want to do, I want to do some uh, science here. Um, uh, how fast? Kind of variable. It's it's kind of variable. It'll come up and look around, and it's just kind of doing its own thing. All right. Is it like coming up every, like a, is it doing like a measured distance, or is it just coming up wherever? It's just coming up wherever. Sometimes it it just bobs down, and then bobs back up in the same spot. Sometimes it bobs down and then comes and sort of appears out of the side of another wall. It's it's just kind of moving around but up the passage. What I'll do is I'm going to try and move into the passageway um, at a point where uh, when it comes out next I'll be positioned. Alright, so I'm going to get myself into a position in the passage where um, like I'm sort of not not prominent and I, 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 while it's underground, um, and and that way when it comes up next, I can leap on and, and grab a a, a handhold uh, somewhere. It might be worthwhile seeing where this thing will uh, will take us. Um, as I move towards the mouth of the case. Um, Quietly, um, not not so much stealthily, like trying to conceal myself, but quietly, so I'm not going to cause it to perk up from sound or anything like that. Moving kind of as you would towards like a wild animal or something like that, even though it's it's not, and I don't know what it is. Um, you know, those those sort of tracker instincts kicking in. Um, I stop at the the mouth of the the tunnel and look back at at uh, Zanatari with a questioning glance of, are you coming? Sighing, I would follow him because I don't want to see him get squashed and I am the healer. <laughs> um, okay. And then I would look at both Sabre and Cesar as a, well, more so Cesar um, because Cesar knows what I'm, that I'm crazy. Um, and he, he, I think he can sort of determine what I'm about to do um, and sees whether he wants to join in um, and give him like a questioning silent glance of what about you? Um, Cesar is excited to see to actually get into some combat. He um, has some new toys that he wants to try out so he motions him on you know like a very you know encouragingly go 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 without verbally saying that. Okay. But stays well and, back. <laughs> and then finally at Sabray, um, I'd, I'd look at look at her and see the utmost disappointment and she you, just, just that, her eyes look just of, get really big and she just hisses, idiots, get back here. <laughs> Did you not hear I, anything I said earlier? I whisper about. I, I, I whisper back in a very harsh whisper. I choose not to. 
<laughs> I would whisper, no subtlety, remember? And um, with that, I'm going to move into the tunnel um, and and going to pick a spot. Um, so I'm going to have to, I guess, roll maybe, um, maybe a nature check to, to see whether I can determine where it's going to come up next. Um, okay. Just by the way of its movements, what, what might be curious or whatever. 12 plus 16, that's 28. By the way, what, what's your intelligence score? My intelligence score? Hmm? Uh, my intelligence score is 11, but I have no modifier for intelligence. Okay. Um, then you have, as far as an alien creature that you've never seen before and have very minimal study of, you have an idea of where potentially a good couple of spots uh, might be at a stand. And you find one in particular that your hunch is kind of feeling pretty good about. Okay. Um, I would move over to the spot and uh, sort of crouch in a, a ready position and wait for the... Um, the the elemental to pop its head back up again, um, ensuring that Xanatari was somewhat ready. Um, I don't know whether she's she's going to jump with me, but um, you know, in case it all goes horribly wrong and I get crushed and and chopped in half, then no, uh, at least she'll put me out of my misery. <laughs> no, I would have my uh, short sword out and I would move up next to you and be prepared to jump. Uh, Cesar, you're just kind of standing there with the crossbow going... <laughs> he sent the pawns out. He's waiting. Yep, yeah. Okay. Alright, um... Thorn. The creature vanishes under, uh, sort of dips under the earth of the side passage, and... You think for a moment that it's either gone away or uh, you may have judged wrong, but you actually kind of figure out really quickly that you're pretty much spot on and the creature's head starts to rise just at your feet. Um. In this case, I won't have to really make a, a jump per se, and and uh, just grab on tight. Um, basically, trying to find any any handholds, so, you know, like con you know gaps in the rock or whatever that I can um, get purchase on and, and and hold on tight. Okay, there are plenty of handholds. However, the handholds continue to adjust and re adjust themselves uh, very rapidly as the, the configuration of the rocks that make up the head uh, change. Um, you find also that the elemental is pretty warm. It's, you know, you're, you're, you're down, you're down under the ground. It's a little warmer. The earth itself is kind of warmer and this thing shares the trait. You're not burned, you're not scalded, um, it's not a damage thing, but 
this thing has been somewhere where there's a lot of heat and a lot of natural heat from the surrounding area. With the change in hand holds and trying to grasp along uh, would a 13 versus your reflex have matter at all? No. Misses. You're able to kind of do sort of this rapid hand movement uh, thing to keep hold Um, but you realize that the the head of the creature continues to rise and you do have to contend with the fact that there does appear to be a ceiling to this tunnel. Hmm. Is there anything on this game plan that... um, That, that you would like to discuss now that now that you are sort of mid-stride. Uh, you know me, game plans change. Um, <laughs> I'd probably um, grab Zanatari's arm and, and sort of like a, a warrior's grip so like she didn't slip off and hold on with, with one hand. Um, and then sort of flatten myself against the, the, the head knowing that it, it, it's going to have to go through rock eventually and, and hoping that you know, when it basically goes through, um, it's going to make a gap wide enough for us um, to, to follow along. Um, and given that rock gives way and is, is, you know, when it, it breaks, it, it'll, it'll leave a larger hole than is you know, gone through. It doesn't bore a perfect hole. Um, okay. We should be okay um, as long as it goes through. Um, so I guess I just flatten myself against, against the, the head of the creature and, um, I need to find a way to, to hold on to the head. Okay. Sanitary, uh, um, while that is happening, uh, would you roll an active perception, please? Sure. Uh, 15. Okay. Um... You've only got a moment to make a quick study of things, but uh, it, it dawns on you that you realize what Thorne might be trying to do, but um, there's no boreholes at all in this passageway. Where this creature rises, it is melded with the earth instead of a physical right. tunneling. Yeah. Um, I'm going to slip the ring on my finger quickly. Um, and ahead of us in the passageway, you know, maybe 20 feet ahead, I'm going to see if I can do something to create a thunder sound or a lightning strike, uh, hoping that the barrier will rise in front of us and possibly, um, you know, make this worm consider stopping its forward momentum. 
Okay. Um, as you're starting to do this, uh, you notice that the gems or eyes, and I use air quotes, uh, of the creature suddenly pivot to look directly at you, Xanatari. And the creatures rise somewhat slows as if it does a, oh, oh, wait. Um, something's here. Do I have an ability to, you know, with my telepathic communication, get any sort of sense on, um, like, this creature as far as its intelligence level or, um, you know, maybe its intent, uh, things like that? With the mind link, um, you you wouldn't get that detailed information. Okay. Well, the the because you have the group mind link, and that have and telepathy have within five e squares. Okay, with the telepathy. Thank you for clarifying. I'm just saying because um, I know I know what Thorne's thinking. <laughs> you can tell me that, but your what you get off this creature is so entirely alien. I don't think you'd be able to put it into words. Even even just sort of the, the the stopping reaction of it noticing that you're there doesn't register as surprise. It's just sort of there's there's this sound as if it's this entirely different language or track or thoughts or just whatever it is. This thing is sentient. Okay. But you're not syncing up with it in any way. Okay. Um, um, does it have a mouth? Does it have a nose? It, it, it has what appears to be some sort of craggly mouth, but again, sort of the whole face changes as things orient and, 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 and reorient. Okay. Huh. Do, you, do you remember the the Batman um, animated cartoon from a couple of years ago? Yeah, with uh, At, who's the guy who plays Luke Skywalker? Um, Clayface. Mark, Mark Hamill. You mean that one? Yes. Uh, oh, there Hamilton. was a called Hamilton. called uh, Clayface. Mark Hamill's a skater, sorry. It was this giant um, kind of mud monster thing. Think mixture of mud monster with rocks and boulders and stuff kind of moving it. It's essentially sentient earth where the entity within is kind of just using the element as it wills. Okay. Huh. Well, there's no way of, of controlling it then through, through physical means. Um, you know, there's no harness or bit or you know old fremen style nostril with the uh, hook style to go for this um and that considering that i am a, a storm you know war cleric i don't think that my water elements are going to be helpful here so um uh, i guess i would get a grip on the back of thorn's uh clothing like right near his shoulder blade and as i'm hanging on to him because my dexterity is awful um I would prepare to fling myself and him off at the first sign that this creature begins to meld into the rock. Okay. Uh, so waiting parallel, for the barrier to... In, 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 in parallel to, to that, you the eyes start to rotate up and actually start to move up <laughs> the face of the creature 
until it's looking at what appears to be and sort of turns inward as if looking at Thorn. As, as you're holding on. The um, thunderclap goes off down the passage as you requested and the barrier comes up. Now, are you putting yourself inside the barrier or outside of the barrier? I'm hoping that seeing a barrier appear, you know, in front of uh, it's it's probably speedy enough forward momentum is going to cause it to stop, you know, possibly rear up enough not to smash us against the ceiling. But, you know, stop moving um, and maybe just assess for a second or two to give us time to jump off if that's the case, um, rather than meld instantly through the rock because it, it could just go for that too. Okay. The creature rises up and Thorn, you get within about a foot of the the passageway, ceiling, the ceiling of the passageway. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, everything above you is mud, like just gooey, sloppy, peanut butter style <laughs> mud. And it rises up, and you go into the mud in the ceiling. Um, do I have reflex enough to take a breath before we go in? Because I cannot breathe mud. Um, sure. Yep, you, you definitely have... You can grab a breath. I'll give you that without having to roll for anything. Okay. Um, but you you now know what Han Solo would feel like if they used peanut butter instead of carbonite. Is it chunky and peanut butter? It's probably got a lot of stuff in that earth that's could be considered chunky. <laughs> but Cesar, all that you see is suddenly Thorn's arm, which is holding on to um, Xanatari. Mm-hmm. You sort of could maybe imagine a moment where Thorne's like, Xanatari says something nice, Thorne goes, I know, there's a splat. <laughs> and... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not actually putting words in the mouth, but... Um, I feel neutral towards you! I know. <laughs> <laughs> you just suddenly see this, you hear this wet splat of... <laughs> they being crushed against the roof. <laughs> wet splat of Thorn as this creature kind of rises up. Thorn, do you let go of Xanatari? Um, I guess the initial shock would be yes. Um, not expecting to hit mud and was expecting to hit rock. Um, I would I would let go because I need mm-hmm. to focus on holding my breath. So. Like it's like that sudden shock of should probably relax in order to to get through the the mud there. Okay. Um, Xanatari. Mm. So would the image of the rock face be visible to the elemental, or would it be the other side where it's just a shimmer? 
Um, as much as I would like to say it's visible to elemental, I think the way it works is that uh, I'm on the inside always. I'm just wondering, because you were trying to project. Well, I don't know the capabilities of this ring, but if possible, yes, I am trying to project a, a, a stopping point or okay. something to cause it to pause. If the shimmer would do, then the shimmer would do. Okay. Um... Cesar, between you and Xanatari, mm -hmm. the shimmer appears again. But in this case, um, it goes shimmer, and then you see a rock wall appear. Hmm. And the passageway steel. Um, Cesar would run up to the rock wall and try to find a way through it or uh, investigate it? You, you'd find that your hands go right right through it. Oh, okay. Then Cesar would peek through. Um, you are pretty much within probably about five feet of Xanatari. Hmm. And the elemental is right in front of her. And you see Thorn's hand is, has let go. Okay. Um, seeing it so close, Cesar would uh, yelp an alarm ah! and uh, and step back behind the wall. Okay. A few steps. Xanatari? Mm-hmm. It looks like um, you've managed to accomplish everything that you were trying to do so far. There was the boom. The ring has activated... And the elemental had been going up. The eyes start to come back down, and one starts to go back up. And another um, gem comes popping out. So there's, like, now three eyes that it's dealing with. Wow. And one, one goes up into the mud. <laughs> okay. Two, and one up in the mud. Okay. I would try to project um, calm, non-threateningness, um, mm. and also be looking up to where Thorn is and try to determine, like, is he all the way in the mud now, or, or just, like, how deep into the mud is he? He's, he's basically, all you see is probably from the elbow down and kind of maybe moving up a little bit from the elbow towards the wrist. Okay. Is my hand still on his back? Because I know he let go of me, but I've still got him by the, the back. Um, in that case, you would be um, up in the mud as well, kind of doing a dangling thing. But okay. yeah, you, 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 can, you can still have... But you're sort of gooey mud is going to be dropping yes on you tasty um okay. did the the worm stop or is it still continuing to do what it's doing um the elemental appears to have paused and uh, again it's it sort of looking looking at you and shifts it uh, shifts its eyes towards the barrier as well. So it's kind of doing a between
between you, but it, it's paused and it's rising. Okay, um, and it's still mud above us, correct? Yes, but it's the the area surrounding right around kind of like the crown around the head of the elemental. Okay. It's mud. So if it tried to go further up with you, there is a chance that half of you would go into mud, the other half of you would be crushed against solid stuff. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tighten my grip on Thorn and attempt to roll sideways off of the worm. Is there enough room between... Like, does the worm take up the entire passage, or is there, like, space on either side for people to actually land without getting crushed? The elemental... Yes, you could You could get... You could come down um, in front of it. I could roll in front of it. Okay. So when I roll in front of it, I'll be beyond the barrier? Um, you'd bowl into Cesar, but you'd probably be right at the He's in barrier. front of the worm? He's right behind you. So if I go off the front of the worm where the barrier is, won't I roll into the barrier? or You're... On the head of the Earth Elemental. Right. Face of it. I'm calling it a worm. I know. Okay. Elemental, yes. Face of it is facing the shimmer. Mm-hmm. Has come out of the shimmer, so in order to get to the shimmer, when you roll off the front of it, off its face, you would go bowling into Sazer, but you would wind up behind the... Uh, okay. The way I was picturing it was that the cave was here, we had passed it long ago, gone down a long passage, and I was trying to throw up the barrier in front of it in a straight one-way passage to make it stop. I didn't realize we were still back at the old cave where we were uh, camping. You'd, you'd gone down, and how, how the thing was centered, you've tossed this protection field one of the boundaries is behind you towards the cave that you guys had been resting in. Mm-hmm. That boundary is closest to you. There's another boundary further down that's right now obscured by the elemental's head. Okay, so now Here I will with- roll off the back towards the, the cave? Yeah. Okay. It's closer to me to roll the entire way off the elemental to the cave? It's closer to you because of how it's facing. When you roll, you'll head back towards the cave that you guys were resting in. Okay. Sorry, one of the difficulties of playing D&D on Skype, there is no map. <laughs> um, okay. So I will, I will grab him and attempt to like, manhandle him off of the elemental towards the safety of uh, the barrier. Okay. Um... I almost want to do, like, a strength check, but... Well, since you don't know if he's alive or not at the moment... (laughs) (laughs) Is he, like, squirming, or is he just laying there passive? Um, Thorne, how much shock are you in right now? Um, I guess... I guess the initial shock would be... Rendering me inert. Um, but... There is uh, a sort of action, uh, well, there is a little bit of um, method behind my madness, is that um, maybe we can communicate with the elemental through the actual um, element it's composed of. So by being immersed in Earth, there is a way to communicate 
to it by being in the earth. Okay. Hmm. Um, hence, hence why I didn't let go when I saw the mud. I was just like, chance, put stuff together. That could work. Why not go with it? Okay. Um, Thorn, just for an aside, uh, that'll be an extra 300 experience points. Not that we keep okay. religious track of them, but that is <laughs> a good uh, thought and idea from you, so uh, good job. Um, Thorn and Zanfari, roll a 1d20, please. 1d20? <laughs> Five. Two. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Well... We're going to hope that within the next three... Mm -hmm. So, you have a five and a two. Mm -hmm. Roll three more times. Okay. You get to 30. Four. Okay, so six. (laughs) Three. (laughs) Uh, Nineteen. Nine, eight, six, that is twenty-five. Okay. Uh, tw- twelve. I'm not sure what I'm at. Um, two, three. That's five. I'm at seventeen. Need a thirteen okay. or higher. Seventeen. No, 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 no. No, remember, you're no. trying to not get oh, to thirty. Right. We're trying not to get to thirty. Okay. We're getting rewarded okay. for our failing, which is somehow <laughs> not working. So I think there's one more roll, and I think uh, Zanatar, you were at a twenty-five. Twenty-five, twenty-six. Okay, there's no. Oh look, that's a nine. Hmm. Okay, you go over thirty. Okay. Um, uh, I'm at fifteen. So. You you are you are, you are at fifteen, and. You feel that Xanatari is having some degree of success trying to pull you out, but in the end, uh, loses grip on you. Mata's slick stuff. Are you you trying to actively think anything while in this... What are you trying to communicate? Um... I guess more so is uh, find a way, an easier way to communicate with the thing. Um, like whether it speaks common or um, there is a, a way that we can, can, can communicate with it without having to use mud and a fully submersed body. Okay. Because um, as much as I, I, I like getting down and dirty... Uh, uh, this is a little too much. <laughs> Bear in mind um, that for those listening, while this is taking a period of time to explain, the actual events are happening extremely quickly. So this is all sort of within a period of Thorn holding his breath. And because he's um, he hasn't gotten to his 30 yet, he's still... Uh, managed to um, hold his breath so we're not doing constitution checks and all this other stuff as yet. Manatari, mm-hmm. you are greeted with uh, the unfortunate situation of you feel that you have lost your grip and you start to 
um, slide down a bit on the elemental's head. Okay. But you do realize that the elemental's head seems to be lowering as well. Okay. Um, I'm going to reach out and try to grab its eye. Okay. Sabre? Mm-hmm. Uh, you see the rock wall pop up in, in the um, um, hallway, obscuring your vision of what is, I'm sure to be as epic and awesome... <laughs> What you can't see from face palming for the last five minutes. You've heard the wet splat of something. Any reaction from Sabre or Sabre is going to continue to hide in the corner. No, she'll. Uh-huh. When the wall comes up, she'll try to. She'll be surprised, but she'll try to move her way through it to okay. try to get back into a view of the others. Okay. Um, going down there, you two will find that the rock wall is illusionary, and if you want to stick your head into the the illusion, um, you'll see be able to see the scene again. But that's up to you. Yeah, she'll move in there. Sanitary. Mm-hmm. What kind of gem you like? Uh, amethyst. Okay. You pull out from the elemental a large chunk of amethyst. Okay. And you... Are you trying for anything in particular once you have it? Or is it just... It, it's sort of like there's a rock tumble, rock tumble, sort of slow-mo thing, and you reach in, you grab it. Okay. Uh, I was trying to poke it in the eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I have an amethyst, so that's good. Um, I would probably, um, not have a free hand to really store that anywhere, so I would kind of toss it to the side onto the, the ground near the edge of the tunnel, hoping I could come back and retrieve that later. Um, mm-hmm. but I- I'm looking for a way to get the worm to move down so Thorn doesn't die. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I guess I would try to uh, see if I can hang on with one hand and draw my sword. Okay. Do you take note of the fact that it does seem to be dropping? How fast is it dropping? Uh, reasonably, you know, as, as quick as it seems to have been moving up and down elsewhere. Okay. Uh, then if it's coming down on its own and he's going to be able to breathe soon, I would just try to clamber back up, um, further up on the head and to keep myself from slipping off. Okay. A, another sort of eye rock pops in as, as you, as you're starting to do your scramble, you by your ankle, it, it pops in next to the other eye mm-hmm. and that one starts to travel up and following you as you're, as you're sort of scrambling, keeping keeping it roughly around face level. Okay. I would turn my head and, and look into its eye as I'm attempting to climb the side of the worm. Okay. Or it's uh, <laughs> There's no real reaction other than it, it. you just sense that it, it's tracking you. Okay. Okay. Uh, Thorn? Mm-hmm. 
you don't get any response um, from the mud, but you do feel yourself starting to have a uh, a downward suction. Sort of went up into the mud casing, and now you feel like you're sort of either gravity or something is dragging you back down. Okay. Um, I guess I'd be somewhat relieved and um, sort of pull myself down the head a little bit just so I can um, get closer to, to, to fresh air again. You're able to get um, some breaths in. You're still very much sort of kind of glued to your perch here, but you're able to get um, enough of an air bubble in to, to take a breath. Um, long story short is that, Zantara, uh, you're able to scramble up and get find uh, Thorn again. Okay. Uh, Thorn... You're kind of stuck to the creature. Uh, the elemental's head goes back under the ground, mm-hmm. but sort of scraped off as it goes back underground. So you're laying on the um, on the floor. On the floor. But then the gooey sort of peanut butter uh, mud that's all encasing you is sucked mm-hmm. into the floor leaving you kind of laying there <laughs> I would lie there with my my eyes open and be like damn okay um, <laughs> and maybe cough up like a globule of mud which would then also I guess retreat into the ground <laughs> Okay, it does. Um, Xantari, by the way, your amethyst mm-hmm. um, is still there on the ground. All right. Um, am I? What position am I in when this retreats? Like, am I also laying on the ground, or am I? You, you'd probably your feet would probably hit the the ground first, so you could be like in a crouch or something, um, kind of position or okay. What? However, you would like to be. Um, I think since I was kind of scrambling upward as as it goes down into the ground, I would end up, you know, kind of leaning forward on my hands and uh, somewhat near Thorn. Um, I would stand up and, you know, scrape the mud off of my forehead and kind of flick it on the ground sort of in, in his general direction. Um, lean down to take the amethyst and put it in my pouch and then turn to him. Uh, as much as I'd like to be sarcastic, I'm concerned about him because he's been without air for a while, and uh, I would kneel down to, to kind of examine him. Okay. And the... And by the way, the uh, the mud that is on your arm from when you had it up above mm-hmm. starts to uh, flow down either off your arm or crawl up your arm and back down towards the ground where it is also absorbed. Okay. So you both wind up clean from the mud. Would you would you say cleaner than the other two party members? At uh, this point in time, perhaps. 
Oh yeah, mud ball. Mud on your face. <laughs> yep. Good for skin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sabre, anything having seen what has just transpired? Yeah, she'll... How far away are they from where she's standing? You're within sort of the five to eight feet range. Okay. She'll just look down at them and, and just quietly go, Goddess above, what part of subtle did you not get from my description? I would look up at Sabre while lying on the ground, sort of on my back, and sort of upside down look and and respond with, what part of my actions weren't subtle? (laughs) (sighs) Xanatar would look down and say, you have been weighed. You have been measured. You have been found wanting. No. Um, Is he okay, like, examining him? Uh, Is he hurt in any way? Um, He does not appear to be hurt. Um, I think we can figure out if he's got any sort of claustrophobia that's developed at some point in time uh, later on. But I'm trying to mesh this up, trying to mesh it up with where 93 sort of picked up in kind of a bit, episode 93. So he is he is not not hurt. Okay. So if there is nothing more from anyone in the party, then Xanatari, would you please take us out? Sure. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at DeathD4Dishonored.com, subscribe on iTunes, and find us on Twitter at DeathD4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers and at SignalsMedia.com. Please join us for a worldwide adventure and stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. Uh, Chat room, we will be streaming again on Friday, this time at 10.30 Eastern Time, which is our usual streaming time. We got a little early this time just to make up for some Skype issues we had last time. But uh, if you're in the chat room, uh, please subscribe and you can uh, see that and other interviews from the Gray Area Podcast. So thank you. This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really? It's nappy time with the wrench. <laughs> For those who are listening oh, on the podcast, uh, Cesar was apparently off in. Uh, I, I guess if androids dream of electric shape, then what does Cesar dream of? <laughs> Busty women. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Probably woke Cesar. women. <laughs> any 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 reaction to this new development from you? Uh, well, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I was like zoned too. <laughs> Bear in mind, everyone. It's about midnight uh, uh, yeah. Eastern time at this point. So let's um, there.